Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 121. The scripture says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. The Apostle Paul said, I beseech you, I implore you on the basis of all that God has done for you. That's been delineated in chapters 1 through 11. He said, because of what God's done for you, you should present your bodies as a living sacrifice, a whole burnt offering. That's where God gets all of it, where the sacrifice is totally consumed. You remember in the Bible, there were many types of sacrifices. There was a trespass offering. There was a thank offering. There were all kinds of offerings. And in each one of those, the one who brought the offering would give a portion to God. And then the priest would get a portion, and then the offer himself could take some home and could eat it with his family. But when you're talking about the whole burnt offering, then only the hide was taken off because it could not be properly made clean, and it was used for skin and hide. But everything else was put on the altar, and it was totally consumed. It was a sweet-smelling sacrifice to God. And that's exactly what is being talked about here in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. On the basis of all that God has done for us, the Apostle Paul said, Present your bodies as a whole burnt offering, totally consumed on the altar of God. After all, this is your logikos, your reasonable worship or service. And then he said, do not be pressed into the world's mold. The idea there is to not be conformed as you would put a piece of clay into a mold, but be transformed, metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, the way we are transformed into the image of Jesus is through our mind, through our heart, through our innermost being. It is through the truth of God's word. Even when I speak the word truth, I have to speak of it in two ways, the written truth and the living truth. When I speak of word, I have to speak of it as the written word and as the living word. John said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. But yet it says, if the son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed, well, which is correct. Yes, is the answer, because the word and the truth have both living and written aspects. Jesus said in John seventeen seventeen, sanctify them. That is, he prayed to his father in heaven in that high priestly prayer on the night in which he was betrayed. He said, sanctify them, set them apart from sin, set them apart from the world and consecrate them unto you. Sanctify them through your word. Your word is truth. Sanctify them through truth. And he was talking about the word. 
He was talking about the written words. Sanctify them through truth. Your word is truth. But yet Jesus said in John 14, when he was encouraging his discouraged disciples, he told them he was going to prepare a place for them. You remember that? Let not your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart get into a settled state of agitation. But you trust in God, trust also in me. Now in my Father's house are many dwelling places, many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now I am going to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again, and I'll receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I'm going, you know, and the way you know. Now Thomas, immediately after Jesus said that you knew where he was going, and you know the way, Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus made it very clear. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And so the Bible teaches, Jesus taught that the word of God, the written word of God, is truth. But also he said, I am truth. I am the living truth. Well, what about the word? John, that same gospel says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it goes on to talk about this living person that created everything, and in him was no darkness, and he was totally light, and how that he came into his own, and his own received him not. But it says, to as many as received him, to them gave he the right the privilege, the prerogative to become the born ones, the children of God, even to those that believe on his name. And that didn't come about by their own actions or their own initiative, but by the will of God. And then he says an amazing thing, and the word became flesh and dwelled among us. It tabernacled among us, just like the Holy of Holies. Yes, the Word became flesh, and it dwelt among us in living form. It was as the glorious of the one-of-a-kind Son, the monogenes, the mono-one, as in only. And then genes, genes, gene, one-gened Son. So you see, Jesus is the unique Son of God, and He was filled with glory. And then it goes on to talk about the Gospel of John in chapter 1 and verses 15 and 16 and 17. And then He says, Now no man has seen God in His essence at any time. No man has ever seen God because He's spirit and you cannot see spirit. No man has seen God at any time. But if you read that verse, it says, but the only begotten, the monogenes, that is the word of God, the truth of God, has come to exegete him, to explain him to us. And so the more we know about the written word, the more we know about the living truth, the more we can experience the living truth and the living word. And that's exactly what it's like. When we saturate our minds with the written word, the living word comes to live in us in ways and dimensions we could never imagine. And the truth sets us free. Which truth, the written truth or the living truth? You shall know the Son, and the Son shall set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. 
Over the coming days, we're going to learn about how the truth of God enacts with our own spirit and sets us free from bondage that we entangle ourselves with. And only God can deliver us, and He will. And we will learn to take every thought captive under the obedience of Christ and being standing ready, being ready in every sense to take vengeance on any thought that contradicts the Word and the truth of God. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.